this is John Farmer, Dilatory with Outland Filmmakers, a production of the Ozarks Film Foundry. And we're happy to have you here again, have you all here again. Uh, this podcast in particular deals with films made outside of New York City and Los Angeles, what we like to call the Outlands, which is everywhere in the entire world. And this episode, we are um, joined by Brittany Greer, who has just directed her first feature, Happy Halloween. And we're, we're very happy to have her here. Uh, Brittany? Hey, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you bet. We're glad to have you. And on this podcast, we like to talk to filmmakers and we try to learn from their wisdom and uh, and from their experiences in the trenches of indie filmmaking. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely in the trenches when it comes to indie filmmaking, that's for sure. <laughs> good, good. Well, that's where you learn. I mean, once you're in that kind of a foxhole, uh, the people that you come up with, the experiences that you pick up there, you carry with, with you for a whole career. Oh, yeah. And part of what we try to do with this podcast is we try to share insights about indie filmmaking, uh, especially how to make films outside of those those centers of filmmaking, and also um, how one might go about building and sustaining a career. And so uh, we'd like to start with a little bit about uh, the filmmakers themselves, uh, have them introduce themselves, and, and how do they become filmmakers? What was your journey? Yeah, um, so like you said earlier, my name is Brittany Greer. Um, I've always been interested in film since I was a little kid. I didn't didn't realize I'm from a pretty small town. I didn't realize like you could do that. Um, I thought that was like a, a way out west or, you know what I mean? Like it, it just didn't feel like a real thing to me. Um, and I didn't realize that I was writing my own stories in my head growing up, like making things and I didn't even understand what I was doing. Um, and the older I got, the more I started writing my own stuff. Um, and I decided, uh, I wanted to go to school for it. So I went to, I, I went to MSU. Um, I, I'm a film studies major. I, I learned a lot working with the people there. Um, a lot of great people in the program that I was in. Um, and then I had a production company with a guy named Jason Brazier. Um, we did a lot of web series based stuff. Like that's what we were doing for a really long time, um, was web series content. You know, we had three or four shows out, um, that were award winning, which was really cool. Um, and then I got to work on Eldridge, which is a feature film. And then I got to work with, uh, Thomas and David again. They both, uh, David shot Eldridge, um, David Watson, who shot Happy Halloween, um, I got to work with him on Eldridge and on Aging Predators, um, which is another feature film. And yes. then we, uh, that Thomas, yeah, Thomas. Thomas Turbyville, yeah. I believe is yes. how we pronounce his name. Yep. He's, uh, he's going to be, we're going to be talking to him very soon. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Um, and then we went into Happy Halloween. And, and so it's just one of those, if you don't think it's possible, just keep doing it. Um, I started out doing PA stuff, um, which, because I just like being on set, like regardless of, like, it doesn't matter, like, I we've shot and we're about to premiere Happy Halloween, but if somebody asked me tomorrow, like, hey, do you want to come PA? I'll be like, sure, because um, I think it's all about learning, um, and I learned a lot from each of the sets that I've been on. Um, yeah, so you're, I mean, for Happy Halloween, which is going, it is your first feature film, yes, and sir, it's yeah. premiering this week yeah. at the Alamo uh, Theater, right? Yes, sir, yep. And this is in Springfield, Missouri, and, and for folks out there, because we're speaking to the entire world, MSU is Missouri State University. Yes, sir. Yeah, I forget. I forget. I'm like, <laughs> and you're from a small town in Missouri. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, I'm from Dexter, Missouri, which is about Dexter. three and a half hours southeast of Springfield. This is over in the Cape Boot Hills yes, part sir, of yeah. Missouri, right? Yeah, yeah I've been out that way. Out. All right. So this, this area is a is an area of cotton fields, mm-hmm. fairly yep. rural. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I can understand why it might seem far away from the glitz and glamour oh, of Hollywood. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, it's uh, and it's. I mean, I love my town. They're very supportive. Um, with Happy Halloween, we had a a micro budget, like not even a small budget. It was a a micro budget. Are you free to talk about, it or you want to hold that back for so you don't get into it publicly? Or is that something you um, hold it back for I the mean, distributors? I mean, we. I mean, I don't want to say exactly how small it was, but it was very, I mean, pretty much it went to... Less than a million. Oh my gosh, yeah. Less than a half a million. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. like you can you can just keep sinking down. <laughs> like, okay, all right, um, six, six digits. Um, No. Okay. All Under, right. yeah, it's... All right, we'll put you in that, that less than six digit bucket. Yep. Yeah, it's it was very low budget, and my mom actually, she did a bunch of like bake sales, like we did campaigns and stuff like that, and my mom did bake sales back home, and w- a lot of people in my hometown wanted to support us, and... Um, which is really cool. Like they, they think it's neat and they're, they're behind us and they share stuff and they share our trailers. So it's sometimes people give small towns a bad rap, but they're actually some of the most supportive people, which is really cool for us. So most of our, most of our budget came from my mom's bake sales, which is kind of <laughs> awesome. <laughs> a shout out to Dexter, Missouri and everyone who supported mom's bake sales yes, here because yes, they made out. a movie. They helped finance yep. a movie here. For sure. Yeah. Well, uh, filmmakers have done lots of things over the years to get their dreams, uh, of their cinematic dreams made. Some directors have stolen the equipment. Other directors, yeah. <laughs> Ed, Ed Wood, if the movie is to believed, you know, had his entire crew baptized in a pool once. Uh, so you, you've gone through a lot to get to this point. What, yeah. is, what are the sorts of things that you, obstacles that you come across in making this film and in becoming a filmmaker? Yeah, um, David Watson again, the guy that he's shot, your DP, directed yes, photography. Yep, and he edited, did the color. I mean, he's he really he's he's the real deal. He's awesome, and and I ca- always tell him, Happy Halloween doesn't get made without him. Um, there's no way it gets made without him. Um, so shout out David. Um, but there's something that he always says is that filmmaking is problem solving. That's all it is. All day long, it's problem solving. It doesn't matter. I mean, we had we had a year. That we, he and I worked together on shot listing and storyboarding the entire thing. And then you get to set and something, uh, inevitably something's going to happen. Always, Um, always. So, I mean, (laughs) as far as that's concerned, um, prep time, like prepping as much as you can. So when you get to set, like it makes those problem problem solving moments a little bit easier. Um, But with us being an independent film being a very micro budget film um, a lot of times you run into the issues of um, like like locations which we got lucky we shot in the Aurora corn maze which shout out to them it's a working corn maze that's uh, in Aurora Missouri yes sir yeah so you're from eastern Missouri but you shot the film in uh, in the western southwestern Missouri yeah so yeah we shot in um, the Springfield Ozark Aurora Nixa area um, mm-hmm. so like about a 35 45 mile radius around Springfield is kind of where the base of our our production was were all of your locations free um no <laughs> we're not okay no some of, good to know. some of them were um most of them were um some of them um we we did uh we paid essentially to keep the lights on um to mm-hmm. keep electricity on um it was very hard so one of the biggest problems is finding um finding certain locations you know we needed a school um and what was hard about finding it that there's not a lack of a database for locations or um that and uh, you get you get to stuff like schools, um, especially because this is a horror film, which there like there's no deaths that happen at the school, but a lot of schools hear horror film and it's just an immediate no. Oh sure. Like, nope, we don't want to have anything <laughs> to do with that. I mean it. I mean, I'm a huge Scream fan, and that's something that happened to them two weeks before filming the '96 version of Scream. 
they lost their school location and scrambled to find one because they were like, "Woo, there's a lot of well, sure, a lot of people movie. are scared these days about school violence, right? So, yeah. what do you do? You you find another building and swap it in as a school yep, or something? That's a hundred percent. Yeah, we just we found something that looked similar to to the outside of a school. Um, we for. You know, and then you kind of rewrite, you know, we're supposed to have a gym scene. We, we rewrote it to where it's outside of the school. Um, again, that, that goes back to that problem solving to where you got to go. Okay. So we don't have a million dollars. We can't just pay off. <laughs> we can't pay off a school to just forget that it's a horror film. So you go like, well, okay, so how can we make this scene work? Well, let's do it outside. We have a building that looks like a school. Let's do, let's just change a cafeteria scene to outside. Um, and then we, for our gymnasium scene, cause it's really hard to fake a gym scene and we did not want to compromise there. So we actually, um, in Springfield downtown, there used to be the YMCA. So we actually rented out the YMCA downtown. Um, I hope they gave you a deal. Um, not really. <laughs> probably, probably yeah. expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But, but so we got to have the gym. So they were super sweet. They were super nice. They, they blocked the gym off. You know, they were like, which there's two gyms in there. They asked us which one we wanted and they just kind of barred it off and they're like, no one's allowed in. So it's really nice. Um, cause so most people are really great with the locations. Um, we have a lot of, a lot of people that are excited just to be like, oh, you're making a movie. Like, that's cool. Like, yeah, we want to help. Um, but locations is always is always a difficulty. Um, finding extras sometimes people don't understand. You're going to be there for 13 hours, doing the exact same thing over and over again. And sometimes sometimes that's not really the cup of tea they were expecting. So this is one of the things. Like, out, I mean, if you're in LA or New York, there's a pretty, I mean, there's a body of extras around, and mm -hmm. even extras casting agency like Central Casting. And and I worked at the California Film Commission. I knew they had a. I know from experience they have a very large uh, and uh, robust uh, locations database. So uh -huh. the scouts go in there and they can find a lot of their locations very easily. And we don't have that here. And a lot of independent filmmaking areas, you know, the Outlands don't have it either. So that sounds like that's work that we all need to do is oh, to yeah. start to build that infrastructure. Yeah, it would be nice. That's for sure. You know, because that's because um, like I said, we used to do web fests and stuff like that for our web series. And and we meet people from Australia and New York and L.A. and and from all over. And like we would even back then we would bring up like, yeah, like it was so hard to find this location. And they would say that like you can't just go and look and they just give it to you. And we're like, no, that's, we do our own location scouting. Like it would be great. And they'd be like, oh yeah, we, we had, we have a database and we can just put out a casting call for extras. And like only people that do extra work, like come to it, like they understand and they know. And it's just, I mean, we have a lot of people in our community here. We have a really great film community, but I think you're right. Like, I think it would be nicer and it would be easier for people if we had a, a more, a more, um, like just like a better database. Like I know there's been people that have tried, but it is something hard to get everybody on board um, to do that because sometimes people want to play things close to the chest when it's like, no, 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 like open the door. You need to be as open as possible. Yeah, that open sort of the thing. doors for people. And, and then it's like, because what helps you helps me. Like what helps me, like helps these five people. I know that, that out there, you know, in LA, uh, oftentimes people who own these kind of, you know, um, landmark properties, popular properties you often see in movies, uh, they make money off 
renting the properties to film oh, productions. Yeah. I mean, they're able to pay the mortgage with that. So this is an open call to uh, property owners and location yeah. <laughs> owners out there who are listening. Um, we are going to develop a database of locations for filmmakers and uh uh, we would like all of you to join with us. Yes, and, please. You know, and we're, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have more conversations about that and set this up. So the um, so you so what was the biggest obstacle? I've, I, there's all everybody's got a it's got a horror story. Then they got that one moment. They're like, this is why we do this. So what's your horror story? Um, Since this is a horror movie, yeah. and then, then what's your story that like I'm glad we're doing this. Okay, yeah. Well, so one thing, and it looks. Uh, I don't like it looks it looks fine in the movie but so we shot in a cornfield in a corn maze beautiful corn maze working corn maze um and of course you independent films we shot about 28 days from September to November and if you're from Missouri our weather changes <laughs> with a drop <laughs> of a hat if you're not from yeah. Missouri our weather changes from a drop of a hat like you see jokes about it all the time it's accurate you have to dress for 3 to 4 different types of weather throughout the day um so we're at the corn maze it's about i i'm very short so to me it felt like it was 10 foot tall everybody else said it was probably eight <laughs> but you know you have this luscious green corn maze we'll say eight feet to make everybody else happy eight feet tall um beautiful we shoot all of this stuff and then we had to do reschedules you know one of our actresses got a really big job um so she had to leave um it's actually she was in uh, in Will Trent, um, which is an ABC show. Um, so she had to leave, and then she had to come back. So we rearranged our whole schedule. You know, so we had about two weeks that we kind of flip flopped around and and worked through, and then so we had to go back to film with the corn maze, and we had a cold snap. So in oh, Missouri, no. when you have a cold snap, I didn't realize this with corn, and I've lived here forever, but when you have a cold snap, it just kills it. Just like that. So it went from about eight feet to about six oh, and started no. turning brown. <laughs> but we got very lucky. Like we've got very lucky because it wasn't in the middle of other scenes. Like it was literally other scenes. Um, so it actually works. Like it just looks like another part of the corn maze. But that day I showed up to set and I was there before anybody else. And I cried. Like I was like, <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. And, and David is again, problem solving. And David's like, we're shooting a movie. Like that's what we're doing. Like we're doing it on our we're, knees. Yep, we're we're going to make it work. And it, and like when you see it, like you have no idea and it looks great. And it just looks like another part of the corn maze. But that. That was that was a that was a, was a sign, day. an M Night Shyamalan uh, yeah, moment, right? <laughs> yeah, that was a hard day, and it monsoon. Like our last day, we had a bunch of extras, and it was our in shot, and it monsooned probably for two and a half hours. So we were out there, soaked from head. I mean, soaked from head to toe. Um, did it work for the film? Did you need that? It, Could you, it, you make it, it work? It did, and then by the time we started filming, it had stopped. <laughs> Like, because it's Missouri. Um, so it had stopped. But, I mean, we had troopers, like, our extras, like, I was wearing, like, a hoodie and, like, a cowboy hat. And I was, like, high-fiving everybody. And everybody had such high energy. And our extras were really great. They just had umbrellas. And, and we were just kind of, like, watch out for the mud. Ha, ha, ha. And, like, it, and it worked out. But, like, those two <laughs> days were probably two of, like, our hardest days on set. Where it was just, like, okay, it has to be done. Like, we have to film it. Like, um, but yeah, those, those were, those were very, very rough, hard. You yeah, survived and the movie's yeah. done, right? Yeah, it's, it's in the done. can. Yeah, it's done. It looks great. 
Um, but those two days, it was like, is it going to be done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that's that's the horror story. Now, what's a moment that you had when you're like, this is why I do this. You just love what you're doing. Um, it was actually our fa- first day of filming. Um, so this is a project that I've like I had I've written on for about 10 years before we even they before we even shot 10 approved, years yeah before we shot a proof of concept I started writing on it in college um so I'm getting older <laughs> way back in the day um so I had started writing on it on college in college and I wrote on it on and off and I just never thought it was going to get made and and then about four years ago we did a proof of concept trailer to try to help raise funds and get people aware and then obviously we shot it last year um but the first day you know we struggled to find a Hadley which is our main character and Emma appeared. <laughs> She's our lead. She's wonderful. Um, and I think the first day on set, um, I David, it was a car scene with Emma and Mickey, Mickey Stone, um, who plays our sheriff. And they're in the car, and we were doing a two-shot through the window, and they had it all lit and ready to go. And and David David handed me, like, headphones, and I had an, he handed me an Apple box, and I was sitting on an Apple box, and I was watching a monitor. And it was literally the first take. And I just saw, I just saw Emma like become that character. And like, I, it kind of like, it, it just caught like my, my breath just caught in my chest. And I was like, oh my gosh, like she's Hadley. Like, and it just like clicked in my head. And I was like, was you watching it through the monitor? Yeah, I was watching on a monitor and I had my little headphones on and it just like the first line, I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is real. Like this is happening. And it just felt like, I don't know. It just felt so good. And just seeing her, like, just switch on. And it was, like, our first day on set. So, it's, like, that's always nerve-wracking. And, and we ha- we've worked with Mickey a ton, but we hadn't worked with Emma at that time. And and so, that's always kind of nerve-wracking, like, having an actor come in that you haven't worked with before with something that's big. Because she's literally in 97% of the movie. Um, but, yeah, it felt, it, it felt really good. Like, it was a really, really cool like feeling to have to just like watch her become a character that I like that had lived inside my head for so long. It, oh, that it must was be neat. amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. So in college you was in a film program and then, um, and then you were doing these web uh, series mm-hmm. and then, you know, then you do this huge thing, a feature, you made this big jump. There was, I guess some piece of ambition, maybe some bit of craziness and all of it. What a made you bit. make the, what made you want to make that jump? Um, uh, actually my friend Shannon at the time was like, Hey, like, cause I, I, I like to help, I like to help people. I, um, that's like a big reason why I like being on film sets. Like I like to help people realize their dreams. Um, cause usually that's what it is. Like in, if you're on a, a short film, a web series, a commercial, a music video, a feature film, like whatever it is, like whoever had that idea, like that's, that's their dream. More than likely that's their dream project. Um, so I like, I like helping people. And she had said like, like you help people, like maybe like we should help you, like we should do something. And I was like, well, I've got this thing, but I don't think we can make it cause it, we need a school and we need a corn maze. And it's like, it's a big to do and it's Halloween. And like, so we have to have decorations and, and she was like, let's do a proof of concept trailer. And so, so it went from, um, me helping other people realize their dreams to a, a bunch of amazing people, like kind of coming to my rescue to be like, Hey, let's, let's help you do something, which feels good. I cry about it a lot. Like I'm an emotional <laughs> person. Um, I tear well, yeah. up, I tear up about it a lot, but it's in, you know, and I got to help with, you know, Ryan Smith who did Eldridge. I got to help on his set and it's just fun to see people 
like have something in their head and like get to visualize it. And then when I got to, you know, David kind of brought me on Thomas's um, with aging predators. And again, it's just, and you learn so much. Like you see, like everybody you work with, like uh, Ryan and Thomas and myself, we all direct differently. And it's kind of nice to see like, well, I like this and I like this. Like, how can I take those two things and, and bring them into what I'm doing? And so being on set with Eldridge and Aging Predators, I think, helped me and David out because we were like, okay, like, what works here? What doesn't work here? Like, what what happened this day that could have went smoother? Like, let's try to bring that into Happy Halloween. And so, so yeah, it was a very big leap because web series um, – for people that I'm sure most people nowadays know what web series are, but it's like short form television. And so you could have five episodes, but it's only what, 40 pages, 45 pages. And then this, I mean, <laughs> it's a big, you shoot it like a film. You usually shoot it has at, like, as you shoot a, uh, as a, like as you're shooting a film, but like with a feature film, there's just a lot of pressure. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, talk it's about big, that. <laughs> it's big and there's a lot of pressure cause you don't, I don't know. You don't want to let people down. I'm a people pleaser and which is not good, but you know, you have people that are giving you their time and their talent and, and you're out there for, you know, 10 to 12 hours a day, depending on what day it is. Like I said, it rained on us. It, we went from, it was hot to it was freezing and you're seeing your breath and you know, the girls, they're, they're in skimpy outfits, like they're in skirts and it's. 40 degrees outside it's 20 degrees outside and most of our shoots were night shoots you know we shot in tents and it was all nighttime and oh my, so, yeah. I mean, you you go into that and it's just it really is a lot of pressure because I like I more so like I just want the cast and crew to be happy like I I want them to see the movie and be like excited that they did it um, so like that's yeah, a lot you, of pressure. Yeah, you've created this thing. I mean, this is the thing. Like the moving, the making of a movie is hard. You know, the the sausage making is pretty tough. Yeah, it's you know, not but as one, fun as people think. <laughs> it's right. It's not glamorous when you're standing out there in the cold, right? And it's going to be outfit. But when it's all done, oh yeah, and it's up on the screen, uh, that's something else. So you're going to premiere this week yes, at yeah. the Alamo. I'm sure you probably have your private screenings already. But but um, what is it? Share with people, me if you can what it's like to watch your film up on the big screen in a theater. I mean, that has its own sort of pressure, own sorts of, yeah. you know, are people, you know, reacting at the right moment, you hope? Uh, what's right. that like? Um, well, it's it's bizarre. Um, like, and it feel it doesn't feel real. Like, like it still doesn't feel, feel real. Like, we're, we're premiering Friday. Um, and it, I don't know, like, it just, it just doesn't, ha it just hasn't sunk in. Like, I keep just feeling like the, the other shoe's going to drop. Like, I'm, I need to think differently, but that's just the, that's just how I feel. Like, I'm just like, something's going to happen. Like the other shoe's going to drop. Like it's just not going to happen. Like I keep telling myself that. Um, but it's very bizarre. It's very bizarre to hear people say words that you wrote, like that were in your head. <laughs> and then you start thinking like, well, should I, should have, I, should I had them do this instead of this? So me more, more than anything, I just, I, I start second guessing myself um, I have full faith in the team that we had and the actors that we had. I I just start get second guessing me. Um, but but it's, then it's once bizarre. you get going, you must be. I mean, oh, you finished it's, and it's done. Yeah. It's gonna gonna be up on the screen. You're inside of it's, a theater. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely exciting. Like it's it's just such a it's such a weird feeling because I never thought I never thought I would have that. Like I never thought I would have anything that like that I wrote like that I directed on a big screen with like a sold out theater 
and like everybody, like everybody excited to come see something that I've done is just like a, it's just a mind trip. Like it, it's, it, it's, <laughs> and now it's you so join bizarre. the ranks of filmmakers. You're a feature yeah. filmmaker. Like, and yeah, it, that's great. Like sometimes and, I'm like, are you the sure? Same, well, you're in yeah. the same group as David Lynch or, you know, Scorsese yeah. or Berlucci or, I mean, I mean, you're there now. Yeah. So it's, it's bizarre. Like it, it is, it is really weird. It's a very cool feeling, but like it, sometimes it's like an out of body, like sitting in a theater, you know, Dave and I did test footage, uh, like, three weeks back or so and and we we're just sitting we're just sitting in a the I mean we're just sitting in a theater we're sitting at the Alamo and we're just like reclined back and we're just like we did that like that's <laughs> that's what we did and it's like we just like look at each other that's like, your baby that's up there what on we screen did. Yeah. yeah like and it is it is like an out like it just feels like you come out of your body and you're just like watching yourself like I could I could never imagine telling like eighth grade Brittany like hey like one of these days, like you're going to have a movie in a theater. Like I would have been like, shut up. <laughs> like you don't know what you're talking about. Like, Well, it's here now. It's not just a Hollywood dream. It's in a you know, cellular dream. It's the real deal. So now now you got this film. Uh, the movie's done. Looks like you may, you know, I guess you may have thoughts of a second movie and we, a career. Yeah, we do. Um, we joked about it a lot on set about doing a sequel. Um, and I was like, guys, I've tried. Like nothing's clicking. Like nothing's gonna work like it because it, it's it's based around halloween it's a halloween town i'm like we can't do it again like i don't want them going to college um i love scream but it's like that's too in line with the scream franchise and and we were joking about it and then emma came down one day to do just like a like a commentary with me and david on like a real rough cut we had and we ended up staying up super late that night and like coming up with a sequel so we've got like 40 pages written for like a sequel for Happy Halloween. So it's like if we can get money for it, like we would love to do it. And me, I'm like, oh God, like I would love to work with David and Emma and Aline and and all and Graham and like all these people again. Like that would be fantastic. And it's like they already know their characters. Like, how cool is this? It's just like summer camp. Like you're just coming back. Um but and yeah, a, and, and a lot of filmmakers do work with the same crews. I mean, oh, this yeah. is speaking of careers. You, and you're talking about working on each other's films and whatnot. Uh-huh. You, you have your cohort, your group, your posse, and you kind of come up together. You, you make each other's films and so on, and you keep going. So, so and this kind of ties in with, uh, um, with like, what's your next steps? Um, I imagine right now maybe you're talking about selling the film, or do you are you talking about selling and talking to distributors? I mean, yeah, how's that all going? Maybe maybe you can share some of your insights or education, things you're learning along the way about what to do after the film's done. Um, that's something that Ryan. Uh, Smith has been helping us with because he's he's doing that right now with Eldridge you know what I mean so he they're working really hard with Eldridge um, looking for distribution and stuff like that so we're we're paying close attention um, to what he's doing and we're picking his brain you know there's a few things he's told us about some film festivals and stuff like that like um, some things we should do like beforehand um, before actually submitting Um, you know what I mean like there's I don't know it's hard it's hard to explain it Um, but there's things that we've taken from him. There's things that he's, uh, he's going to help us with going through because it's not just people just think, Oh, you've made this movie. Now you can just sell it. Like that's it. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like that's, that's not, this is important to share. People need to know this. Yeah. Yeah, It's not easily, it's not as easy said as done. Like you can say, yeah, we've made a film. Now we're going to sell it. It doesn't happen. I mean, cause now you have streaming. So you have different production companies. Now you have different streaming sites. Now, um, some people are more geared to, towards horror movies. Some people want nothing to do with it. 
Um, so that's something we've been looking into. You know, are you seeing any contracts yet? Are you learning about that? Um, we again, just from Ryan, um, we've we've been trying to pay attention to a lot of what he's doing, um, but we've been so focused on finalizing in the premiere um, that most people that we've talked to has ha, have have they've told us like, hey, take a week or two off after the premiere, like. Just don't, you know, don't mess with it. You don't deserve look it, at, yes. Yeah, don't, don't look at it. Don't look at the film. Don't look at trailers. Just take a week or two off and then come back to it. You know, watch it again. Look everything over. Fine tooth comb before you start doing it. Um, and then, you know, something um, we've been told a few different times is, you know, try to find somebody in the industry um, that doesn't know you, that's not going to sugarcoat things, you know, and try to say, hey, like, hey, would you be willing to look at this? Like, tell us what you think. If you think something needs to be changed, do you think um, something needs to be louder, needs to be fixed um, before you start shipping it out um, to people? Um, because very much you need to have contacts. Because a lot of times if you don't, it's just, you're just like another name on a pile. Um, sure. And do you care where it winds up? I mean, do you have a particular uh, platform in mind that um, you'd like it distributed? It, I mean, we've discussed, uh, like, potentially, like, places like Shudder and stuff like that. Like, we thought that would be pretty cool because they're geared towards horror. Like, that's that's what they're geared towards, and it's a really nice streaming site. Um, a lot of people have it in the horror community. And um, we just read, like, Fangoria, which is a huge, um, huge in the horror community. They just shared. We had an exclusive trailer with them. They just shared it. They've shared it a couple times on their page, which is, I mean, mind-blowing. For me again, because I'm yeah, they're an old magazine, like oh, from yep. the '70s or earlier, yep. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it's, I could, I, I would go to the video store, um, in town and country back home, and they had a magazine section right next to the VHSs. Well, and that takes me way back. I grew up in a little yeah, town yeah. too that had a <laughs> town and country. country yeah. <laughs> yes. And I just remember, like, I would look, and it was always these crazy makeup things, and because I do some makeup, I'm not, I'm not proficient at it, but I do some makeup. And like I like I would always look at it. It was something that was always catch my eye. Like out of everything else, like that magazine always caught my eye. So, so to have like Fangoria, to have a tra have our trailer up was just it's just absurd to me in a good way. Like absurd in a good way. But I mean, something like Shutter would be really cool. You know, some people, some people were like, you should try for Netflix and Amazon. I'm like, it, again, it doesn't really work. It doesn't really work like that. Um, there's a lot of stipulations. There's lots of things that a lot of those sites like require of you um with your film and there's just there's just a lot that goes into it and it's uh, if I could give any advice is to take your time we just just go slow with it like there's no um there's no rush in my opinion um getting our premiere date and getting it set and getting it out there it's like that's the hard part in my opinion like now it's like, okay, now we can take our time and we can try to find a fit that's best for us, that's best for our cast, our crew, um, and it's best for the film versus trying to like rush into just to say that we have like a deal. Um, so I think the best thing you can do is is really take your time and do your research um, on the people that you're talking to um, and the companies that, that you're looking for. Wow, that's great advice. Yeah. Um, we only have a few more minutes here and we got to have you back on That'd again. Awesome. Would you come back? Yeah. Oh, I'd like yeah, to sure. talk to you about how this process works. Cause I think it's going to be educational for all of us. Yeah. Um, but before we go and one more question was about, uh, how you get a theater deal. how did you get it into theater? You're with Alamo. That's a pretty big outfit. Yeah, that's, um, so again, I had work on, I worked on a documentary called the flying Greek, um, with Jason Brazier about Manoli Savinas. 
um, who's an, who was um, an amazing man. Um, but we did a documentary, um, and he had been talking with the Alamo, and they did a film club showing um, of the Flying Greek. And I met Curtis Killingsworth, um, who's over at the Alamo. I met him there, and I had been talking to one of my friends about Happy Halloween because um, we hadn't filmed it yet, and he was listening in, and he's like, "Hey, like." Like, did you say something about you have a short film that you want to show? And I was like, oh, no, sir, it's it's a feature film. And he's like, we should talk like like we should talk about doing a feature film like we would love to do a feature film here. Like because the Alamo, that's something really nice about the Alamo, not just here in Springfield. It's just that's something that the Alamo does is they promote local movies. You know, what I mean, they, they want to promote the film community in whatever city they're in. And so that's something that's really nice with them, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, so we were talking to Curtis and, and Eldridge, you know, Eldridge, uh, got shown there and it did really well for them. They sold out shows and again, David and, and myself and Ryan, we're all on Eldridge. And so we talked, we just kept in contact with Curtis, but Curtis really, Killingsworth yes, sir. and he's at the Alamo in Springfield. Yep. Yeah. He's at programming. The Alamo. Yep. He's, he's amazing. He's such a great guy. He's very knowledgeable. And he really wants to build our film community. Like he really does. He wants more people coming. He wants more film showings. He wants, he wants that. Um, so I mean, so yeah, it literally just he overheard me talking, and sometimes that's all it is is contacts. Like just making contacts with people, and you never know where that will lead. And that was like probably a year and a half before we even were finished with the film. Just making that one contact. That's all it took. All it took. Wow. <laughs> that's all it took. All right. Cool. Well, hey, um, well, I'm glad we made contact here. Yes, yeah. We'll do it again um, and giving us all a lot to think about. Uh, we're going to close out this episode of this podcast, um, which is happening in uh, October 2023. And Brittany is going to join our filmmaker panels called Filmmakers on Filmmaking, along with Thomas Turbyville, who we've spoken about, who is also putting together his first feature. So we have two first time feature directors appearing on stage at the Ozarks Film Foundry to discuss genre and independent filmmaking since he's doing crime and you're doing horror it could be a very interesting discussion that will be live streamed and we want to thank all of our listeners for joining in again this is outlands filmmakers thank you all for listening and join us again soon this is john farmer dilatory signing off thank you